Dreams and visions are as common as humanity. Prophetic dreams and visions are astounding when the Lord gives them to his children. However, he gave the greatest visions to Daniel. Daniel not only interpreted the king's dream, he possessed an ability to connect the king's dreams to the future. In this, we can see a true prophet of the living God. In our study, we have been blessed with a revelation of God by Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the Statue of Empires. The first was Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon. The second is the Medo-Persian Empire. The third was Greece. And the fourth was Rome. After Rome fell, Rome had a rebirth of sorts through ten kingdoms that surfaced in our modern-day Europe. Each of these kingdoms was established by a group called Germanic Tribe, modern-day Germany. These kingdoms morphed into the European Union. In 1930, Aristide Bryan attempted to enlist 26 nations that evolved from the organic Germanic tribe. He first called the group the United States of Europe and modified it later as the European Union. His initial goal was to form a union that would depend on each other for prosperity. Soon this prosperity goal turned into a united world war machine. After Brian died, through the 1951 Treaty of Paris, the EU quickly evolved into including countries outside of Europe, as in the case of the United States of America. In 1957, the EU formed the European Economic Community, the Common Market. Here's when Daniel's prophecy kicks in once again. In 1973, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Denmark joined the EEC. Then came Greece, Spain, and Portugal, making it a ten-nation confederation. The Treaty of Rome was signed on Capitoline Hill, Rome's most famous seventh hill. Gradually and steadily, the nations of Europe have come together, creating a modern Roman Empire. Now the EU is considered the most powerful political and economic force globally. Presently, the EU government is tightly organized into three primary bodies. The European Parliament, the Council of European Union, and the European Commission. The Parliament passes laws, the Council establishes foreign policies, and the Commission manages global economics. They lead the European banking system. A special note, though, all of this is accomplished on the ancient dirt of old Rome. Welcome to number 21, the Ancient of Days. It doesn't take a historian to see that modern Europe is the twin 
of ancient Rome. In this, Europe will represent and fill the shoes of global leadership, which puts them in the middle of the end times prophecies. Soon and very soon, we will see a consolidation of world power coming from this united group of power players. As you probably know, there has not been one group or nation that has dominated the world politically and economically since the days of old Rome. That is about to change. Ultimately, the EU will be the home base for a world leader. This brings us up to date with Daniel's vision. The fourth beast in his vision had ten horns growing from the beast's head. His vision states this beast shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it into pieces. The ten kings will rise from this beast, which signifies the Roman Empire and the ten countries formed through the Germanic tribe, which evolved into the European Union. And very soon, it will be the dominant force of one world order. The Ancient of Days steps into play at the end of this one world leader's attempt to control the world. Let's review our scriptures. Keep studying Daniel chapter 7, but today we're going to focus on verses 9 through 12. It says, I kept looking until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His vesture was like white snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending to him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court sat and the books were opened. Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. Looking at the coming of a one-world leader, Little Horn, in Daniel's vision, isn't so little. This single horn will be a supreme leader from among the ten-leader confederacy of Europe. The superpower leader will speak evil things regarding the God of the Hebrews. He will persecute the remaining 144,000 pure bloodline Jews. He will inflict laws that isolate the organic Jews, much like Hitler attempted to do. The bottom line is that he will take power from the ten kings and rule the earth with a dictator's iron fist. It would behoove us to remember that the European Union 
is the throne seat of the Antichrist before he makes his move on Israel to take the throne seat in Temple Jerusalem. The first president of the EU said this, We do not need another committee. We have too many already. What we need is a man of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all the people and to lift us out of the economic morass into which we are sinking. Send us a man, and be he God or devil, we will receive him. Folks, it doesn't get any clearer than that. As prophecy would have it, he will be both a God and the devil. Now reviewing Israel will be forced into a treaty. In our study, Daniel prophesies a treaty that will be signed between the Jewish people and the leader of the Roman Empire, the old and the new. Read more about that in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Fact, Israel will sign a treaty with the Antichrist in the end. However, as this verse reveals, it is only a week of years, seven years. This treaty will be a promise of the Antichrist to settle the Islamic-Israeli controversy. According to the prophecy, the treaty will be broken at the three-and-a-half-year mark. As a result, the Antichrist will turn on the Jews, ending in the second coming of Jesus. This brings us to the ancient of days. Now reviewing the Ancient of Days, the Ancient of Days is none other than God the Father. The judgment seat of Jesus is seen in Daniel's vision. A couple of things happened during the 1,000-year millennial. First, everyone who accepted the indwelling life of Jesus as their Savior from Pentecost until the rapture will give an account of themselves before the Lord. Contrary to many who support the believer's judgment is for their sins, is simply impossible. At least according to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Secondly, the millennial reign of Christ will be a period of judgment for those who resisted Christ offering indwelling salvation to the world. As a reminder, the timeline goes like this. The apostasy, then the rapture, the seven-year reign of the Antichrist, Jesus' second coming, and then the 1,000-year reign of Jesus. And it all finishes off with the Battle of Armageddon. During the period that authentic believers stand before the Ancient of Days and His throne, they will be either experiencing a loss of rewards or reception of rewards. First, the loss of rewards. All ministry done by the power of the flesh and for the glory of the individual self will be carefully examined. For those things, there will be no rewards. 
And you can read that right out of Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Next, the reception of rewards. This moment is not negative. The New Testament states five rewards. The victor's crown, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 25 through 27. The crown of rejoicing, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. The crown of righteousness, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. The crown of life, James chapter 1, verse 12. And the crown of glory, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. These rewards are not based on performance, but rather on loyalty and love responses. Furthermore, the crowns awarded will not stay in possession of those who receive them. According to Revelation chapter 4, the recipients in the act of worship will lay them at the feet of Jesus. How cool is that? These spiritual acts of service and rewards precede and ignites the sinner's judgment. This occurs on the earth after the Ancient of Days hands over the power and position to rule the earth to Jesus. Jesus then sits on the earthly holy temple of God and begins to rule. You can read more about that in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. The human books are opened. After Jesus Christ takes his seat as the Ancient of Days, the Antichrist is sealed in the pit of fire for 1,000 years of Christ's judgment. Daniel describes the appearance of Christ as pure white hair like snow. His throne is ablaze with flames, and a river of fire flows from his throne. There will be thousands upon thousands attending Christ, the bridal members of the church. Myriads were standing before Jesus, which are the humans set to be judged by Jesus past and present souls. Before the judgment starts, the books recording every individual sin are opened, one at a time. Yes, every human has a book in heaven that documents every sin committed against God, the Father. Remembering, these are not those who had their sins washed away authentic believers. It takes 1,000 years of judgment because each book is read publicly per individual. Now looking at Daniel's interpretation by an angel. Daniel's vision was troubling to his soul. Due to this, he approached an angel standing by and asked him what this meant. First, the angel explains the four beasts, the four superpower kingdoms that would arise. Then a remarkable revelation is given to Daniel. The angel explains that the indwelled saints receive the kingdom of God and possess it forever. 
The bride of Christ becomes the queen. The angel explains that the judgment will pass over the saints, which is why the kingdom of God was handed over to them as a gift. The saints then share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ. Do you remember the Old Testament story where God required the Jews to put blood over their doorposts? so that when this dark cloud moved through the community, it would go over, bypass, any of the Jewish homes that had the blood over their door. That is the Old Testament picture that God gave us for this very story we are unfolding today. One of the more significant moments of judgment is Satan is doomed to hell before the judgment begins. He is chained and placed in prison of fire, burning flames, until the judgment of Christ is over. In conclusion, today we learned about the Ancient of Days. God the Father hands over the power and rule of the earth to Jesus his Son. Jesus' first act of judgment was to hand out the rewards to the born-again believers. His second act was to chain Satan and put him in the pit of burning flames for 1,000 years. His third and final act was to open the books of records of all unsaved humans and judge them according to their deeds. Their type of suffering will be measured by the potency of their acts of blasphemy. Coming up next, number 21, the vision of the ram and goat. The ram and goat vision of Daniel in chapter 8 is usually solely interpreted in accord with the translation that the ram is Medo-Persia, the goat is Greece, the first horn of the goat is commonly viewed as Alexander the Great, and the little horn as the Greek king, who, by the way, desecrated the temple in 168 BC. We will explore the impact of this vision on modern times. Again, we're thankful that you joined us today. We do consider it a privilege. As we get deeper into Daniel, and review his visions and dreams. It will be amazing to see how these dreams and visions still to this hour connect to modern times. Stay with us as we learn more about Daniel's visions. Until next time. <laughs>